Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Everybody Hates Your Brand, the podcast for all things marketing. And in this episode, we're going back into marketing purgatory. So about a few months ago, I launched the Everybody Hates Your Brand Room 101. The idea being that it's a place we could put things related to marketing that drive us all bonkers, where they could rest in purgatory for all the time. And since we've had people on to come and be interviewed, um, they've added their own things. Zoe Edwards, Principal Recruitment Consultant for the Industry Club, said this. Tricky question. I was thinking about this. Um, I would probably put in the feedback, not the right cultural fit. Oh, that's a good um, one. Because we are, I suppose in some respects I know what it means, but that actually is everything that agencies shouldn't be about these days. Um, and I think not cultural fit. When I look at other industries, and whether it's law firms, finance companies, manufacturing, tech, there is not such a kind of importance about, are you the mini-me copy, the right cultural fit? Yeah. And Lucy Kirby, business owner, entrepreneur and influencer, came up with the following. I think it will probably be, it's a bit of a trend, it's the trend at the moment, it's that kind of robotic voice that is over reels. Oh, that's a fair shout. Yeah, when it's reading like voice, text-to-voice type. Yes. Voice, yeah. yeah. It's like, it's like, Tell, tell them about a time when you did this or something. And it's like, oh, it's just so horrible. So, yeah, I want that to go into Room 101 for sure. Both are worthy additions, but now I wanted to add a couple more of my own. And the first one is doing something for the sake of doing something. It doesn't feel right, as head of state, to do nothing. It is exactly right. Is it? But surely doing nothing is no job at all. To do nothing is the hardest job of all, and it will take every ounce of energy that you have. Now, a team needs a blend of people to be effective. It requires strategic thinkers, creative types, technical brains, analytical people, and more to make it work. And every team needs a so-called doer, the person who ensures that things are happening and that paralysis by analysis hasn't set in, the one who is pushing for the next thing to happen, for the product launch to occur, for that new campaign to start, for people to do something. However, if the balance of the team is off, then bad things happen. For example, too many analysts can mean too much thinking and not enough doing. But in my experience, there is a greater danger where there are too many doers. When an organisation values action above all else, and where even if doing nothing is the right course of action, it's not the right course of action. There's a phrase to describe this, it's called the bias for action, or the action bias. It describes our tendency to favour action over inaction as a default. The classic example is to think about a goalkeeper facing a penalty. Pretty apt given what's just happened in the recent World Cup. Stats show saying central in the goal would be the best way to save the penalty kick. But if a penalty goes in the right or left of the keeper, then they'll feel like they didn't try. And let's be honest, so would their fans. They'd rather be seen to be doing something and maybe feel better about themselves than go with the statistically best action of staying put in the middle. And therein lies a problem with action bias. Sometimes doing nothing is absolutely the right thing to do, but doing nothing is seen as lazy or admitting defeat. Let me give you an example. As a retailer in which I worked, we were trapped in a weekly cycle that went something like this. Monday would roll around 
and a trading meeting was held with the C-suite and key heads of departments to review last week's performance. We'd go through the numbers and how they went versus forecast, category by category in minute detail. Let's say we missed our revenue target by a certain percentage. The first question was always, well, what are we going to do about it? And let me tell you, saying, well, we launched a marketing program last week, so let's maybe give it another week before we write it off, shall we? It's not an acceptable answer. So then the group, usually driven by the doers' need for action, come up with some new options, which we had yet to prove their efficacy because, let's be honest, retailers never get the time to test things properly. Somebody would say something like, well, we could add messages to the screens behind the counters and maybe put something on the A-frame stand outside the store to try and get people to come in. The doers loved that. We're doing something. Doesn't matter if we know it's going to help. Tuesday through Friday. Marketing teams already with loads to do have more pointless work piled on top of them just to be seen to be doing something. Monday would roll around and we'd rinse and repeat. When the world seems to be built around doing something and failing fast, it can be very difficult to propose doing nothing or having patience with the current course of action you're on. I remember a conversation with a client at a large car manufacturer who said, I don't care what we do, I just want to do something, which is clearly bonkers. There is a simple answer here. Whatever you think about doing what to do next, the first question should be, what would happen if we did nothing and just carried like we are for now? Just think about it as a possibility rather than jumping to the next action is all I ask. So to recap, doing something for the sake of doing something is now going into Everybody Hates Your Brand Marketing Room 101. The next one is the prevalence of black box AI. Now, this one might come across as an old man shouting at clouds, but I am not fond of black box AI from vendors to drive things like product recommendations. A lot of MarTech companies offer this capability for brands to use on the websites and within their email marketing. It's complicated stuff, but essentially they are tools that review customers' past data, products bought, products brewed online, bought in store, etc., etc., and use statistical techniques to promote products they think you'll like. To be clear, I'm not against the idea of personalised product recommendation. That's what we should be all be trying to do. I think they're great when they're used and built in the right way. I have two problems with those bought from a vendor, though. The first of those is a lack of transparency. By their very nature, marketing vendors' black box tools lack a clear through line between the customer's behaviour and the products being recommended. They're proprietary tools, after all. They don't want to show off how they work to other vendors. The problem, though, is that opacity with which those tools work. That's because it's been shown that explaining to a customer how a recommendation has been created can really help them understand why you're making it. From a study, Johnson & Johnson point out that explanations play a crucial role in the interaction between users and complex systems. According to their research, one purpose of explanation is to illustrate the relationship between antecedent and consequent, i.e. between cause and effect. This, in turn, means customers are more likely to act Transparency is so important for getting customers to engage and act on the message. The second problem is it locks you into one supplier. Whether you use Salesforce, Oracle, Braze, Emarsis or another provider, they'll each bring their own proprietary predictive tool and I'm sure they're all delightful and work straight out of the box with no bother. <clears throat> but what happens if you choose to change providers? Well, you're kind of back to square one. All that learning and improvement that's been done is gone, and the new tool has to relearn using different rules, giving different results potentially. 
So personally, I'd rather build something in-house or help with help from an agency partner, something that you own, something controllable and understandable, something that transcends changing providers. It takes longer and it's maybe cost more, but it's worth it for the control and the knowledge of its inner workings. So black box AI from vendors going into my, and everybody hates your brand, room 101. So that's the bottom line. I hope though you agree with those two additions. I would also love to adjudicate whether yours should go in. I will continue to ask uh, interview guests to see if they uh, have anything else they want to drop into Everybody Hates Your Brand Room 101. I just wanted to take this time at the end of this podcast and before the new year starts it is actually new year's eve as i record this at five minutes to five i promised myself i would record at least one more podcast before the year ran out um to take the opportunity to think about what and talk about what this podcast hopefully will be in 2023 i hope to do more um and i would love your input now there are topics that i haven't covered that you would like me to are there areas uh, of marketing that you feel are neglected or need more thought are there people or interviews you'd love to hear please let me know your feedback please let me know how you would like to see this podcast progress obviously there's the ability to add comments to pretty much every podcast uh, provider um, and add and add comments on the end of that um, and I would really appreciate your input I have some ideas and we've got some exciting plans for next year I can't promise that it'll be out every week um, that probably depends on my actual day job um, but we're going to try and increase the number of uh, number of podcasts we're doing the frequency with which we do them um, that all said I hope you have a fantastic new year's if you and if you've already had it I hope you have a fantastic 2023 because let's be honest um, 2022 was an interesting one. Here's hoping 2023 is a little bit more stable uh, and a little bit more fun. Uh, and as my mum always says, take great, great care and be vigilant.